morning. In Matthew chapter 9, starting in verse 35, Matthew 9, 35, Jesus said, well, he just didn't say this. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. So Jesus came to proclaim the good news of the kingdom. And while he did that, he was healing diseases and sickness. But when he saw the crowds, he looked on them and had compassion because they were helpless and harassed like sheep without a shepherd. I have to confess that when I look on the crowds, or at least hopefully when I used to look on the crowds, there was a lot of irritation and some uh, anger and some, I don't know, what's taking so long? Why don't you get it? Maybe you find yourself looking at the crowds that way too. Look, I know the answer. I've told you it's Jesus. Why haven't you been following Jesus? That kind of mentality. I know what's wrong with you. Having trouble with your marriage, with your family, with your job, with your heart. I know the answer is Jesus. And so tell that. But uh, they don't seem to get it. And so that irritates me. Maybe not you. Maybe you're better at this than me. I hope. Jesus, although looked on the crowds, and he had compassion on them because they were helpless and harassed, or harassed and helpless. I think it's important, at least it's helped me, to look on the crowds and see them as they are. They're not just ignorant. You know what I mean? They're not just being stubborn. They have no shepherd. So they're helpless and harassed. Now, what's it like for the sheep to not have a shepherd? Well, the shepherd leads the sheep into green pastures. What do the sheep do that have no shepherd? They wander around hoping and looking for something. The shepherd leads the sheep to still waters. What do the sheep do that don't have a shepherd? They're thirsty. And they're always on the lookout for something that will give them life. The sheep without a shepherd are harassed by predators. Wolves, bears, coyotes, I don't know what predators are bothering the sheep. But I don't know if you know much about sheep, but they're not... They don't have a lot of tools to use to defend themselves. The best they can hope for is that their wool is thick and the teeth won't sink all the way down when they get bit. They're not especially fast. They they can huddle up and lose some on the outside. But without a shepherd, they have no hope. Now, I believe that if we saw some sheep without a shepherd, we would have compassion on the sheep, wouldn't we? 
Baby seals. We always love baby seals, right? We don't want to kill baby seals. We have compassion on animals. Why is it so hard for us to have that same compassion on animals? I mean on humans that we have on animals. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's something in our hearts probably. But Jesus saw the crowds. He had compassion on them because they were helpless and harassed like sheep without a shepherd. So maybe it would be good for you to to know that when the sheep without a shepherd are doing silly things, it's not to irritate you. Matter of fact, it's probably not about you at all. I know. (laughs) I can only tell you this because I have had a change of heart over the years about how I feel about people. When when, like Jesus, I'm able to view people as sheep without a shepherd and to see as a result they're helpless and harassed, and I'm able to have compassion, like Jesus. But I need a constant reminder that they're like sheep without a shepherd, helpless and harassed. This might be a short message today, but it's a real simple message. John 10, verse 11, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Now there's two people involved in this story. One is the good shepherd, Jesus, and we'll talk about him in a minute. But first I want to talk about the hired hand. (laughs) I see myself in the hired hand category many times, don't you? I'm here to help take care of the sheep. They're not my sheep, they're Jesus' sheep. Right? Isn't that what we're supposed to do as brothers and sisters in Christ? We help shepherd the flock. We take care of the sheep. But many times I feel like the hired hand, when the wolf comes, I run away. Because you're not my sheep. Do you see yourself in that? We have a duty and an obligation to our brothers and sisters in Christ to help shepherd the flock, right? To love one another. And, and I find in me that I don't always want to. It's easier. I can even find verses to back me up. Look, I know they have a speck in their eye, but I got this beam in my eye, so I'm not worthy or fit to go help somebody with the speck in their eye because I got this plank in mine. Isn't that convenient? To know that, see, I'm not perfect, so I can't help. Doesn't that sound like a hired hand running away when the wolf comes? I have a duty and obligation. Because I follow the good shepherd. Just like you. This isn't about me. I'm just using me as an example. Because I'm the same boat. So Jesus said the people were helpless and harassed. Like sheep without a shepherd. And then Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Jesus, the good shepherd. (laughs) What love to 
care for the sheep. You see, the owner of the sheep loves the sheep. He lays down his life for the sheep. Now we know that Jesus did, in fact, lay his life down for the sheep. But it's not just a one-time thing. He continues to lay his life down for the sheep. He sacrifices for us. The wolf comes, the shepherd is there. The wolf comes again, the shepherd is there. Not like the hired man who abandons us. Jesus is the good shepherd. He said it again, verse 14. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus knows the sheep. It's so easy to think of God way up there and me way down here and that Jesus did the work for me and I'm here and then someday when he comes back I'll go to be with him way up there. And, and that's true but that's not the full story. The full story is Jesus is with me now, today as he is with you. The good shepherd I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. It's an interesting word, know. Remember in the King James, after Adam and Eve left the garden, it said Adam knew his wife. The concept of knowing and being known. I cannot wait till we get to the kingdom where we are fully known. Where you know me and I know you. I knew you had a good heart. Look at that. Oh, look at how beautiful you are. Look at the strength you have that will all be revealed to us in the kingdom. Today we see dimly, right? We're hiding and all that kind of thing. But Jesus says he knows his sheep. He knows you. And my sheep know me. So Jesus knows me and I know him just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. Can you imagine anything more close than God? In the beginning, before all of this, what was there? God. God. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Think of the unity the three of them have together. They are so much together that we often just refer to them as God. Meaning all three. The three in one. The one in three. I don't understand that. I I mean, I get that. That that's beyond. I I don't have a good example. An earthly pattern of what it looks like for the Trinity. Everything I come up with is close. You know, like three in one oil. No, that's three kinds of oil in one can. That's not the way the Trinity is. But it's kind of like that. How about like measurements, like height and width and length. Three separate things, but all together they make measurements. Well, that's okay, but no, that's not it. There's no relationship between height and width and depth. The Father and the Son love each other deeply. 
The Son loves the Father. The Father loves the Son. The Spirit comes into the mix. And every time you think you see the Spirit, it's like poof, He's gone and there's the Father or the Son. I don't know how it all works. They're just so close. And the unity. And the Father knows me and I know the Father. And Jesus knows me and I know Jesus. And it's just like that. We talked last week about uh, being good soil. And one of the reasons that that, uh, the soil doesn't grow sometimes is because the soil hits the hard path. And, And the hard path represented a heart that didn't accept and believe the truth. And then our enemy comes and steals that truth from us. Here's some truth that often gets stolen. So this is some truth that you need to declare to be true. It is true. So you saying it's true doesn't make it more true or less. But if you don't believe the truth, then you don't get any of the benefits of the truth. What's the truth? Jesus knows you. And you know him. Does that make a difference? Absolutely. It changes everything. You see, when I meet a stranger for the first time, I put on my smile, I stick out my hand, I use my grown-up voice, Good morning, how are you? You know how we do, right? But it's somebody I know. They know me, I know them. You know the intimacy that draws from that, right? We can say pleasantries, but we don't have to. We can share with each other, but we don't have to. We can sit side by side for hours and never say a word because we know each other. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. So Jesus knows me and I know him. And on top of that, then he says, I lay my life down for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of the sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock and one shepherd. A lot of times we think of us, you know, as us. And it's it's good that we think of us because we all have a close family relationship. But you know we're not the only ones. They're everywhere. And I think of... uh, Oh boy, my memory. Elijah and Elisha, and they thought they were, Elisha was the one that thought he was alone. His servant thought he was alone. And, and God showed him, we're not alone. They're all, we're not surrounded, they're surrounded. Am I the only servant left? Elijah said, no, I've saved 7,000. I'm not alone. You're not alone. There are sheep that have the same shepherd that speak many, many different kinds of languages and wear many, many different kinds of clothes and live in many, many different countries. We are all... uh, They too listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. It's good for us to look around the world at the church. It's also good for us to look next door at the church and everywhere in between. This is the mission field. There's no place to go to get to the mission field that you're not already at. This is the mission field. So, did you catch that part? They too will listen to my voice? The shepherd knows me. He knows you. I know him. He speaks to me. So I can hear his voice. 
reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. Jesus, the great shepherd, who knows me, who speaks to me, who has other sheep, in his authority is laying down his life for the sheep. So on the one hand, helpless and harassed like sheep without a shepherd. On the other hand, is following Jesus, the good shepherd, who knows me and loves me and lays his life down for me. Everybody I know is either helpless and harassed or following the good shepherd. Now it would be nice to think, and I don't, I don't mean that you're going to lose your salvation by what I'm about to say. What I mean is it's possible to be a sheep and have a shepherd and to wander off, right? To not follow the shepherd, it's possible to do that. And at that moment, I become helpless and harassed again. So there are sheep that don't belong to the pen, right? They don't belong to the shepherd. They're helpless and harassed all day long. Then there are those times when I stop following the shepherd that I become helpless and harassed. So when is it time to pull this out? You know, this finger and thump somebody on the chest and say, straighten up, buddy, follow the shepherd better. When do I get to play that card? I don't think I ever get to play that card. For one thing, it's not in love. What is in love is saying, hey, the shepherd's over here. Come follow the shepherd. There's room in the sheep pen for you. Come and join. Follow the shepherd. So, what's your life all about? If you just had to stop right now and make a list of the top five things that are on your mind, right now, what would they be? Well, I'm, I'm busy at work. i got work to do. Well, school's about ready to start and I've got to buy stuff for the school. Or, you know... My car won't start this morning. I've got to be at work tomorrow. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have the money to get my car fixed. Or, you know, I can't stand my mom and dad. Or, I'm so disappointed in my children. Or, my neighbors, they're terrible. Or, the government, it's wacky. What's, what's on your mind? What runs through your mind on a daily basis? What kind of thoughts? shepherd loves you and he speaks to you so you can hear his voice now I'm not trying to call you out to make you feel guilty I'm pointing out something that's supposed to be normal and obvious the shepherd is supposed to speak to you when did he last 
My sheep hear my voice. See, the shepherd is speaking. He's saying, Tony, come over here. I have this for you. But I'm busy mowing the yard and, and doing who knows what. Right? Chasing after things and, and relationships. Looking for life in all the wrong places. Instead of for the shepherd. And as I turn from the shepherd and look for things on my own to give me life and freedom, I become helpless and harassed. The enemy wails on me. And I'm wandering around looking for the green grass and the still waters. When all along there is the shepherd wanting me to follow. Offering that. So, the, the first thing, and I'm about to wrap this up this morning, the first thing is this. Follow the shepherd. Pursue the shepherd. Don't let the shepherd get out of sight. Okay? Week to week, coming to the shepherd pen is a really good thing. It's not enough. The sheep need a shepherd every day. Pursue Jesus. Follow him. Move closer. And secondly, what about the helpless and harassed around you? Well, I wish them luck. I hope they find Jesus. I hope somebody will teach them something. Those things are not helpful. How about this? Have compassion on those helpless and harassed. When we come to the person's heart and kick the door of their heart down and throw the message of God in there because we know it's going to fix things. What happens? Typically they reject the message and then reject us. We need to find a better way. And that way begins with compassion for those who are lost or for those who are helpless and harassed. A better way that starts like this. Mercy and grace. When you've been forgiven much, you're able to forgive much. When, when, when you have understanding of big grace, then you're able to give big grace. Ask, seek, and knock. Go to the helpless and harassed ask what's going on how are you seek their heart get to know them knock you know Revelation 3.20 behold I stand at the door and knock if anyone opens the door I will come in and eat with him and he with me that's a letter to the churches it's a letter to the church it's a letter to Christians Jesus is at your heart knocking evangelism too but it's not just for the lost it's for me and that's a good approach to dealing with other people's hearts knock can I come in so the people are lost sheep without a shepherd helpless and harassed you however follow the good shepherd 
You are known and loved and led. And as a result, you there are empowered and equipped to offer grace and mercy and love, compassion to those around you who are hurting and are helpless and harassed. Oh, Jesus, we thank you for this great picture of what it's like to follow you. You are the good shepherd. We love you, Jesus. We give you our hearts and our whole being. Jesus, give me ears to hear as you speak, that I would hear your voice, that I would follow you wherever you lead. Give me your heart of love so that I can love like you do, Jesus. When I look at people, may I recognize that they are helpless and harassed like sheep without a shepherd and have compassion on them and offer life and freedom to them to give them a glimpse of the kingdom and a taste of what it's like to have a shepherd the comfort that the shepherd brings the provision the shepherd brings life and freedom is found in you Jesus give me the words to say to others that comes from compassion and mercy and a loving heart as we reach out to those who are helpless and harassed work through us Jesus love through us speak through us they might be turned and find life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.